This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After Groundhog Day in the League Cup on Tuesday, we have a big league game to concentrate on. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Wood and you're tuned into the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. We're available every week on podcast audio and joining me to slag off my predictions prowess is Sebastian Brown. Seb, how you doing? I'm all right, thank you, mate. I've not checked the scores from last week. I guess we'll come on to it, but oh, I've yeah, got. Oh yeah, we'll I'm, check it later. I'm, I'm going happened. blind. I've I've got no idea if I got one point or twenty, or if you got if you're activating some sort of secret level playing card that suddenly triples your points for a certain week. I don't know. We'll have to. Yeah, we'll I've have got to a wild card see. situation going on there. <laughs> and it says in my script here that I should ask you about facts about Milton Keynes Bridges this year. Can you enlighten me? Oh yeah, that was the, the that was the Mickey taking, wasn't it? When I did my fact of the week, I couldn't find anything last year on MK because they were like. 15 years old at the time so I came up with the stat about them having more bridges than I think was it Venice or Florence or somewhere and you uh yeah you proceeded to create that Alan Partridge intro and then took the mic at me for the remaining oh, nine yeah. of the season so yeah good times have I still got that fact of the week intro let's have a look Hi-oh. there it is yeah Brilliant. still got it just Brilliant. in case a new season still got the old stuff though that's handy um will you watch I guess you can't watch from afar for the Tuesday stuff Carabao wasn't on I'll I be honest, Shane Brown for, for being disloyal. I kind of imagined how that game was going to go, so I went to the cinema instead. I walked out at 10 o'clock. I went to the Elvis film. Very, very highly recommended. Very good watch. But yeah, I walked out at about 10, 15 or so. The phone started going crazy with the Telegram group. The EFL notification came up saying 1-0 defeat, and I kind of thought, well, I kind of yeah. that surprised having sat through so many, like you said in the intro, Groundhog Day, having sat through so many of them for the last X number of years. It was no great shock, let's be honest. And I'm annoys at myself more than anything else a little bit with david diamond who didn't admit to this on the midweek show which is still available to watch on demand i wasn't going to bother going because i know how these things go yeah and dave went oh come on now you know i, I now i live back here i got less excuse to not go to it switch down matches 
but it, as you said there was a grudging inevitability of that and as soon as i purchased a infant's away kit for my little niece matilda um whose father is a Colchester United supporter and was in the away end, not ripping up seats, I should add, in the away end. Tuesday. I kind of knew that I was stoking the kind of karmic, you know, powers that be kind of thing. But yeah, we'll skip on and maybe talk about Colu in the context of Milton Keynes. But um, it's been dealt with by the guys on the midweek show. So I think that's as much as we'll talk about. In terms of other bits and pieces of news, we've got an arrival and a departure. I guess I'll start with... El Mazzuni, because that's probably hot off the press on when we're recording. It could be confirmed, frankly, whilst we're recording or at least first thing tomorrow before folk have a chance to listen to this. Your reaction to that, I, I guess, just before I ask you on that, I he came on against Cole U and looked fine. Yeah. I just wonder whether he's a better bet than maybe some of the other central midfielders that yeah. are around. I, I thought it might flip round. I thought after the Harper kind of horror show, sorry to please Craig player of the year Raheem Harper um, after his horror show uh, with the back pass I kind of started to think well maybe he'll be the one to to go out on loan and you keep El Mazzuni in the building for the pizza cup games he's a bit versatile as well isn't he, he can play yeah, right wing back bucket. right yeah he can play yeah. a couple of positions but it looks like for you know McKenna we trust um, he mentioned probably about three four weeks ago now he was close to going out on loan so I guess those things have been in the pipeline for quite a while now uh, good for him I mean he's, he's only 21 but he seems to be have been around for ages wasn't it under under Lambert in the relegation season he made a couple of appearances and he never really gets a decent run in the side does he but he never lets anybody down when he comes in you know he's come in central midfield a few times last year and always looked okay I like him as a player can take a, a decent set piece as well so important for him I think at that age 21 if he can go out and like Endaba last you know, go out and play 30, 35, 40 games of football, proper men's football. You know, if you can get him a, a decent league two loan, then it could be kind of the making of him. But I, I did just have an inkling maybe after after going out on Tuesday night, they might look to keep him around and maybe move somebody else out. But 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 I guess this thing was already in the pipeline, wasn't it? I mean, if we're blunt, at 21, he kind of needs to smash up League Two with Leighton Orient doesn't need to get in our team. Yeah, he needs to go like he did with Cambridge a few years ago, you know, where he had a really, really good loan spell, played frequently, he was getting rave reviews, but then he came back and never got in the, you know, never really got in the picture. I mean, there's quite a lot of congestion in front of him. He's not going to play ahead of Ball, Morsey, or uh, uh, or yeah, Evans at the moment, is he? And then you've got Harper yeah, in, in and around, Humphreys in and around. So somebody definitely needs to go out, and I guess it makes sense for him. He's not really had a, a decent loan spell since that first time at Cambridge, which must have been our first season back down, I guess. Um, so you're talking sort of three years now of the occasional Pizza Cup and Carabao Cup and FA Cup game. Important for him, he goes out and it can kind of be the, you know, kind of be the making of him now. We can see if he's going to sort of sink or swim with, with it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, an arrival. I know the guys dealt with it midweek, but your brief take on the arrival of one-time Coventry City centre-back Rich Keogh pretty happy with it you know um i i can't really see any downsides it's a one-year deal he uh he fulfills that ball playing center back kind of role was it 700 appearances in the championship 20 plus caps for ireland you know he played was it 30 games sort of last last season or, or 45 in the last couple of seasons combined so you know we're getting a really really experienced body here that then allows in probably to go out on loan again and have another sort of season at a higher level than he played at last year and Keo he'll play games he's not going to play the remaining sort of 44 games of the season but he'll be useful here and there as an option and I guess it ticks that ball playing centre-back backup option doesn't it because Burgess you know Burgess is very strong in the air and he's you know a, a big physical player but his natural game is not 
not bringing the ball out or looking to move the ball quickly, whereas Keogh will do exactly that. So I guess in those games where, you know, you, you, you kind of, if, if Wolfenden goes down with an injury or Edmondson goes down with an injury, you've now got a natural replacement that can come in and not alter how we kind of match up and how we play. And also that that experience voice, McKenna spoke about it, didn't he? You know, that having that experience around will be absolutely invaluable. I guess we've got Morsey and Aluko as kind of our, maybe Walton as kind of our sort of, you know, experienced kind of players in the dressing room. But, you know, n- none of them have played anywhere near the, the amount of games and stuff that Keogh has. He's been there, seen it, done it all, playoff finals with Derby, uh, Ireland caps, like I said. Deep, uh, maybe he went to one of the tournaments, one of the Euros or something, I don't know. But that level of experience will be absolutely invaluable to the younger players and just another good voice to have around the place. Yeah, some bad experiences that he's had to come through as well. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's all yeah, it's all it's all learning, isn't it? So if he can teach stuff to these guys, I don't I don't really see any kind of downsides to it. I've seen the stuff on the forums and on Twitter and stuff. You know, I I guess people aren't inspired by this signing, but but for me, it's 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 if, if you get a player of that experience that quality uh, available for probably not much money on a very short-term one-year no-risk deal. T- to me, it's a no-brainer, personally. I think it's a good ir- business. Irony is that he probably would have been a better bet for Colchester than Burgess was, who, as you said, was heroic against Forrest Green. What do I mean, Fleetwood? Against <laughs> Forrest Green, winning stuff in the air against Jamil Matt on Tuesday when we had the the bulk of the possession, like 75 20 percent obsession and Cole you were packing 11 players well, 10 players behind the ball apart from Frank Nuble uh, Burgess slowed the play down and Keogh would have you know Burgess is doing it the best that he can yep. but as you have rightly said that's not his game no. and it's just a shame that you know we didn't have that kind of purposefulness in the possession at the back Wolfenden brought kind of cross field diagonals in to try and get in behind them but that was at 1-0 down in second half so um, it, I yeah, I don't see as, as long as the undisclosed fee is a pittance. It'll you know be, what I mean? Then yeah, it'll be absolutely I, I, I only see upsides uh, as yep. you do, and it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of the season there because obviously he's purposely moved back here to be closer to family and stuff. So it's not we spoke to Phil at TWTD. It doesn't feel like it's a player coach position right now, but you'd be surprised if it isn't some kind of coaching thing. Yeah, potentially, and a lot, a lot of clubs, more so <clears throat> Premier League clubs, have gone through this phase now where they they get an yeah. experienced person in to look after the under twenty threes. I mean, don't forget, we still haven't got an under twenty threes manager, have we? I don't think John McGreal's been officially named as the, the the manager. So, are they maybe looking longer term for that? You know, where you get that steady head. Uh, the United got Tom Huddleston, didn't they, and mm. somebody else got Jay Spear, I can't remember who it was. And it seems to be a bit of a trend now to get these kind of players to help pass on their experience and their wisdom to the younger the younger age category. So that, that could be an option as well, couldn't it? Yeah, interesting to see. Let's move on uh, and talk about a colleague, a former Academy colleague of Richard Kyo's in Liam Manning. It's a big one on Saturday against MK Dons. I say a big one because I think everyone is hoping for a bounce back from midweek and to continue the form going. And as we'll discuss, MK not in the same state as they were last season. Seb, just remind us of MK's situation last season. Um, yeah, for those so of you who I- can't remember. <laughs> As, as we all know, last year, you know, they finished third on 89 points, which sounds crazy, doesn't it? And they lost 2-1 on aggregate in the, to Wickham in the playoffs. They lost 2-0, didn't they, at Wickham? And they went 1-0 up at home against uh, against them in the return leg, but couldn't quite get it across the line. And that game was really interesting to watch those two contrasting styles, wasn't it? Because you had, you know, all season, you've had Wicker, uh, Wickham with the lowest possession, you know, the, 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 the lowest pass completion rate, lowest amount of passes versus MK, who 
like us, are always going to be a sort of high 60% kind of possession side with 500 passes per game. So it was an interesting battle in the, in, in the playoffs, I thought. And they lost out. And unfortunately for them, it did cost them with the player departures that I guess we'll come on to and discuss. And obviously last year, we had two draws, didn't we? It was a two-all at Portman Road. It must have been pretty similar time of year, maybe the yeah. third or fourth game of the season. I remember it being a quite, a, quite a hot day. Lee Evans, I think, had a bit of a, uh, a mishap, didn't he? And gave away the second goal. But Bond scored that really, really good goal just after the Cheltenham game. That long diagonal from, from Vincent Young and he takes it on his left foot and smashes it home. And then one where he slides in at the back post and I, I think Twine scored a free kick, didn't he? And in the end, I think we were a bit lucky because if I remember right, they hit the post or the bar right at the death or something. So Yeah, they ended the stronger. Yeah. yeah. And then we had the game, didn't we, in February that was a really, really fascinating kind of the way McKenna set up to play it because suddenly we didn't we bring we brought Jackson back in, didn't we? Out mm. the blue a little bit from Riley and clearly he was looking to stretch yeah, their, their behind, back, yeah. Yeah, stretch their back line with with pace. And that was a really that was a really entertaining nil-nil draw. Um and it was quite a good sort of tactical battle. And of course it was the game where we had seven and a half thousand fans in the in the stadium. So yeah, last year was 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 two draws, but given their start to the season this year, I guess we'll be hoping for more than that on Saturday. Yeah, interesting to note that the attendances, despite the relative success of third in League One, have not translated to additional gates at Stadium MK. So who knows whether we'll get that seven. That, I think Sheffield Wednesday took six and a half thousand last week, I think. So that's still a possibility potentially for us this season. Um, you mentioned the start so far. I mean, 23rd in the league, Seb. I know it's only two games in. Yeah. Um, but their company at the bottom of the table with zero points so far includes. Cheltenham and Burton, but uh, do I dare use the G word in respect of MK Dons? The G word? Oh, gelling. Gel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they have Who did lost. you think it was? Well, I don't know. I was thinking for a minute. I was thinking what swear was beginning with G or something. I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, obviously they they lost, you know, we'll come on to the players they lost in the summer. They've bought players in, so it is a bit of a, a gelling process. But yeah, 23rd in the league, zero point, zero goals. Um, they've maintained their kind of average kind of possession and passing stats in the first two games of the season, but they're just lacking that lacking that that cutting edge as it stands at the moment. They did win against Sutton in uh, in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday night, so they have now got a victory under their belts, and they made a, a handful of changes for that. But they haven't started as they would have thought, albeit. I mean, was it? The, the big shock was the first game against Cambridge, wasn't it? They lost that one, one nil. And I guess Sheffield Wednesday is a, is a big club coming to you in the, in, the, in the second home game. And that was a bit controversial because it was a penalty that was given and the foul was actually outside of the area. So you could say they were a little bit unlucky with that one, but but certainly not how they would have wanted the season to start. No, and it's, it's, it's these tiny margins that currently are going against them. You know, there was an effort off the woodwork, I think, at Cambridge. As you mentioned, the penalty... Against Sheffield, although I think it was a legit penalty, if I remember rightly. Um, so, yeah, but, but you kind of get a sense that under Liam Manning, and obviously this is a style of, and a, a style of play that has been consistent throughout managerial recruitment since even Carl Robinson, um, but certainly Russell Martin and now Liam Martin and his kind of little Ipswich coaching team situation there at MK, that those fundamentals will, once those injuries sort themselves out, and maybe a little bit more business needed in the transfer market to, to guarantee the goals, they should be all right, shouldn't they? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got the money. It's just a case of, and I guess when you've got a sporting director as good as Liam Sweeting, you know, you would expect them to be going out in the last kind of couple of weeks of the window and getting in bodies if if need be. They just lost a, the, the division's top player by a mile. They lost their second kind of biggest goal threat in Troy Parrott. He went back to Spurs and Mo Ice is out with a long-term injury with an ankle problem uh, since I think it was April time he got injured. So, 
they do need a couple of bodies uh we'll come on to the kind of the ins and outs in a minute they need a couple more bodies to to make sure they're okay i think in the one to 24s i think i put them just outside the playoffs i didn't think they would make the playoffs this year based on the players that they've lost and i guess unless they get some bodies in i'd still stand by that i mean they'll be absolutely fine in the league obviously but i don't see them threatening as they currently stand like they did last year hashtag bodies you could clip this bit for when they win the league yeah, Liam Manning's celebrating his first anniversary in charge at Portman Road. Um, remind us of his record, but who else is involved with MK who's got an Ipswich connection, Seb? Yeah, I didn't realise till you pointed out that he actually joined after the season started last year. I knew Russell Martin went to Swansea quite late on, but I, I presumed it was before the season actually kicked off. But he, yeah, he created a little mini kind of Ipswich with his, with his backroom team, didn't he? So he's been in charge for 57 games, won 31, drawn 11, uh, lost 15, which is 1.82 points per game. Uh, Chris Hogg is there as his assistant manager, obviously very highly rated here. And the isn't he the son-in-law of George Burley? Is that correct? I think yeah, so. I think, I think so. I'm not yeah. sure if it's... Yeah, I think it might be legally binding. I think they might have okay. tied the knot, but yeah, they are certainly partners. Also, he was he went up to Newcastle, didn't he? he left our academy. I feel, like to go we, and... I feel like it's a Love Island type conversation that one. <laughs> to go and manage, <laughs> <Which I hate>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to go and manage Newcastle's under twenty threes, and then got the uh, assistant manager gig there. And he's also got David Wright there, assistant first team coach. He moved on. He was assistant, in Norwich for a while. The first team manager. Assistant yeah. to the first team uh, manager. And Lewis Price there is the goalkeeping coach. So he's got a nice little backroom staff of Ipswich kind of players, all of that sort of younger kind of breed as well that we're kind of seeing fashionable now amongst football clubs and you know they're going for for younger people with a bit a bit of kind of footballing education so to speak I guess and it's uh, clearly for the first is it's worked out really really well for them and he's a yeah. great manager I kind of thought they might lose him this summer you know I mean mm-hmm. 89 points in your debut season okay you've got the caveat of the division's best player in, in, in Scott Scott Twine but I kind of thought they might lose both Twine and Manning um, in the in, in the summer so they've done well to hang on to him I guess if they do kind of you know fall down a little bit but still maintain the attractive passing play he might well be one that moves on next summer yeah i think it was linked with qpr maybe or watford wasn't he and yeah the the school of burley there in respect of manning and hogg coming through the academy system while burley was in charge and maybe maybe lewis maybe it was about half the lowest price um but and richard Rich carey part of that academy team as we mentioned as well so yeah interesting to keep an eye on how they get on because you know I, I, once a blue, always a blue. I kind of think, unless you piss us off in some way or fashion, and Manning certainly goes about things the right way. And absolutely, know, as if, if in hindsight, it's an interesting thing. If we'd known about Paul Cook's situation a little bit sooner, Manning might have ended up at, at Ipswich, perhaps. So, um, yeah, who knows what will happen in the future there? Hopefully, both he and McKenna will have long, successful tenures. Let's talk about these ins and outs then that you keep mentioning and yep. and why I mentioned the gel word becomes immediately clear, doesn't it, when you look at these? Yeah, 13 arrivals, 11 departures, so a, a big high sort of squad, squad turnover. So like you said, they will be taking a bit of time to gel and to work together. Will Grigg, uh, the striker in from Sunderland, is the kind of the big guy they've brought in to replace the likes of Twine and Parrott with the goals. Nathan Holland from West Ham. That's quite a coup, I think, at this level. I think I remember I like seeing him for Oxford a couple of years ago. He's always one of those players, like with Garbutt and Pennington, where Premier League clubs kind of have them on like a five-year contract and they just get loaned out every year, don't they, from uh, from West Ham. He was loaned out. But he's a good player. He'll add credit 
credit, yeah, creativity uh, cutting in from that kind of left hand side. You say Ethan credibility. Robinson, I thought it was like, oh, it's going to have what? credibility. credibility. <laughs> Ethan Robson's a player I like from Blackpool. He's coming to central midfield to kind of toughen things up there. Bradley Johnson, we know all about from Norwich and Derby. 35. Yeah, getting on, but we know all about him. I mean, God, he's, he's, he's dominated the Portman Road middle of the park so many times in all those Derby defeats over the years. So we know all about him. And a certain Louis Barry, I know a player that you, you, really liked last year who never really got a, a, a fair crack of the whip did he did he make one league start and maybe one pizza cup start before being recalled last last january it was a strange one wasn't it because we got him in on loan very very highly rated by villa well known for the fa cup goal against liverpool and then about two weeks after that suddenly connor chaplin joins sunny alu shawnee aluko joins and then obviously we have um selena joining on deadline day all of him can play in his position so yeah strange a, a strange one that was a player that you liked wasn't it louis barry yeah, I, I, until you see them in the flesh, you, you can only really go on reputation, which was pretty good at Villa's academy. And some of the folk that I, I know working up in the Midlands um, were very impressed and excited with him as a, a prospect. But we need to reflect that he didn't have a great spell with us. Moderately better and level down with Swindon. Yeah. I think made a few more goal contributions. Doesn't appear to have set the world light albeit it's really early days at MK Don. So it'd be an interesting one there. It's, you know, he wouldn't be the first youth player to have a massive reputation and then not fulfill that potential. But you hope, you know, I, I guess I've got no loyalties to Louis Barry, but you, you kind of want maybe for England's sake for players like that to find their way through and be successful. Yep. But it, yeah, it's an interesting situation that with us. And it was a shame that, as you said, he didn't really get too much of a chance. And when he did, I think, you know, he got, he got a penalty at Burton, didn't he? I think he won the penalty that we... That yeah, missed. the one that, yeah. Um, Scott Fraser missed. Fraser missed and, it, yeah. and then what he played, I think he was at West Ham, West Ham's under-21s in the in the Pizza Cup. I think he had something like toothache or something stupid. Yeah, dental problems, yeah. Yeah, like he that. was under the weather. So, yeah, I feel sorry for him, um, but I'm not being sympathetic to him on Saturday. But after that, certainly. But, but there's other players, Seb, who, you know, less high profile signings who have kind of had to be forced into the reckoning, haven't they, through through injury. Um the goalkeeper we know who joined on loan from he was on loan at Gillingham. Yeah. And then left in the January window and went to go to MK on loan. Yeah. Jamie Cumming is still there. Um on loan from Chelsea's near they've got Dan, I'll let you pronounce it. Oh you I'll try Are you go. Okay? There yeah. you go. Well done. He had a spoiler alert, peek behind the curtain. You sent me that about two o'clock, didn't you? And phonetically spelled it out for me to give me a heads yeah, up. Yeah, well, I, I was chatting to an MK Don's fan and, and his advice was not particularly useful. So I'm interested. I, I also gave that to Graham Mack for Radio Suffolk. To, okay. It, right. Yeah, it's an interesting name, actually. There's some... Um, there's a good translation for it. So um, if, if that is, if my research is correct, that is. He's a, yeah, a right-back on loan from Brentford. Brent, is he Brentford from Brentford? B. Yeah, yeah well, Brentford. Well, Brent, they don't have an their... academy, do they, Brentford? They haven't no. got an academy. So when so I saw there. B team, it was a bit yeah. strange. I think he's one-time Arsenal youth product as well, I think. Okay. So, yeah, good product. You, you could youth product there, I should say, and fits the mould of the kind of team that Manning's putting together there. And then a couple of kind of permanent signings. Yeah, Conor Grant, not that one. Um, and Jack Tucker being chucked straight into the mix as well, who probably yeah. you would expect to be maybe developmental signings. You know, you'd ease them in, but at the moment it's kind of a needs must. And and similar for the two guys they've signed from the Irish Premier Division, Seb. They, yeah, MK, you, another you, team that's chopping in that market. A few clubs are looking at this market now, aren't they? Yeah, they they kind Fleetwood, of Fleetwood, I think, as well, is it? Or yeah, Lincoln. they've gone out. They've Lincoln gone out there. The, uh, Mark Kennedy. 
and got a couple of, I think they're both they're 19 and 20 respectively. You've got Dara Burns, who's kind of a right midfield, right winger, and Dawson DeVoy, who's an attacking midfielder. They've both come in from the, the Irish Premier Division. It's, it's a league that clubs are now looking to kind of exploit. And I guess, you know, the, the fees you have to pay for these guys, the talent is there. And if you can get yourself a couple of a couple of bargains, I mean, we might well see Burns feature on, um, <clears throat> on uh, the weekend, given that Nathan Holland went off injured uh, last weekend. So he might be a player we, we kind of look to come in. But, but the big problems for them is obviously the players that left them isn't it in the summer let's go on Scott Twine we've already discussed you know 20 goals 13 assists went to Burnley for was it 4 million quid I think in the end maybe um, and obviously you've got Troy Parrott recalled by Spurs who's now gone out to Preston I think in the championship yep. 9 goals 6 assists so between the two of them you're talking 48 goal contributions last season they've suddenly got to try and plug with the likes of Will Grigg and Louis Barry and Nathan Holland so it is a big ask I think on the 1-24 to with you and Gab I think I, re- I compared it to us after after the um, the the oh four oh five season when we lost uh, Bent, Cucci and Miller all in one hit, and when you take those amount of goals out of a out of a side, anybody's going to struggle, aren't they? Well, you've also you haven't mentioned probably the unsung player from the last year's team who's moved on, which is Harry Darling. I think Darling, yeah. did he not get seven or eight goal contributions from defence? Yeah, something like that. And he's gone to Swansea, yeah. hasn't he? He's joined Russell Martin at Swansea. Um, so another another kind of linchpin taken out of last year's squad, and that's why I just. I just can't see them doing what they did last year without these kind of, you know, not just the goals, but also the, you know, they're probably quite big personalities to have around the place as well. And mm-hmm. I just think all that will factor in. And that's why I've, I've got them just outside the playoffs. Yeah. I'm just trying to find Darling's, yeah, part of a defense that got 15 clean sheets last <laughs> season, seven goals, yeah, one assist. So yeah, that's, that's, don't underestimate that as well um, from that team. And being able to convert from set pieces, obviously, Scott Time was providing those set pieces as well. So you mentioned the assists there, so that's a factor as well. Talk to us about kind of the last couple of performances and kind of the formations, and we'll try and speculate on lineups. So. Yeah, so they're very much a four-two-three-one kind of side. Also, they lost to Sheffield Wednesday at home at Stadium MK last weekend. Uh, the normal sixty-seven percent possession, uh, ten shots, five on target. They actually had no shots on target in the first game against Cambridge. I know they hit the hit the woodwork, uh, which I thought was a, a damning statistic for them. But they, they they got more more like their normal selves last week. Ten shots, five on target, but they didn't create any what they call big chances. Key so chances. they are a side that at the moment, yeah, key chances at the moment. They're a side that are kind of struggling to create that that kind of quality. But then they won in the week against. Sutton in the Carabao Cup, so they are up and running for the for the season. Um, and that was again was a four two three one, which is what we would expect them to play on Saturday against us. Yeah, I mean, I've had a look at the average positions on SofaScore, which is the thing I like. And actually, you say four two three one. I think that of that two in front of the back four, one of those tends to sit really deep. Actually, it's actually been a role that bradley johnson's played for them as well as josh mckeckwin who's kind of more of a traditional defensive midfielder so i wonder whether bradley johnson's role is through his age is maybe it makes sense with his, using legs, his wisdom yeah. and you know the first yard being in your head kind of thing rather than maybe the more central the attacking midfielder that he was for norwich yeah. so that's something to maybe look out for there although it's a bit of a lottery at the moment given their injury And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Do whatever basher given the team i mean it'll yeah well, it'll be coming goal, it'll be it? coming in goal won't it it'll be oh ye go key sorry i had to uh, i had to laugh at coming in goal you wow know, sorry. You, you, you're like better kids. than that richard come I'm on not. you're better than i'm that. really not uh the guy on loan from brentford will be the right yeah. back yeah uh, ahora and tucker the two center backs dean lewington is still there and he's closing yeah, on wow. nearly 850 appearances in all competitions Fair play. I think he's made 740 odd in the league 850 in all comms i mean that's incredible isn't it no, is it 19 years now or something coming up 20 years obviously at wimbledon and then mk and yeah, that is that is absolutely incredible. To be fair, yeah. uh, Johnson, uh, Bradley Johnson, and Ethan Robson will be the two in midfield. Johnson. Like you say, Johnson might be the one that kind of sits a little bit deeper, and then it'll be Barry on one side, Burns or maybe Kemp on the other side. If if Holland doesn't make it, Grant probably tucked in. Uh, it won't be Grig up front. He's got a hamstring, so I'd be surprised if he starts. It's likely to be ex Norwich player Matthew Dennis, uh, who's young. He's twenty, but he's um, yeah physical and imposing, and he's a, he's a bit quick. He'll be the guy to lead the line in in, in Grig's absence. Yeah, I, the, the intel that I got from an MK fan was Dawson Devoy got an assist midweek against Sutton and it's okay. pretty impressive. So he pops, he reckons he might feature from the bench, okay. but you never know. And outside bet, perhaps for a start there, given the injuries. I mean, other players that we haven't really talked about who are out, Tenai Watson, the centre midfield, Dan Harvey's kind of a busting left wing, left midfielder. Um, so yeah, it is a challenging time for yeah. Liam Manning with all these injuries. But they've got some money, so you know you wouldn't be surprised if they went out and did a bit of business with three, four players arriving before the window closes just to bolster their ranks. But as Joe was sort of saying on the, the Forest Green flagship show, um, it's a good time to play them, isn't it, Seb? And, you know, we, we talk about our predictions about this in a second, but it really feels like, certainly after Tuesday, as we said at the start, given the context of where MK Dons find themselves, we really need to be aiming for to win this one. And I know it's going to be on paper and you reflect on the context of MK last season. This is not it's not the same team. You know, even when we played them in the two-all game, they had Matt O'Reilly, who's gone off to Celtic. Celtic, yeah. So it's a big opportunity, isn't it? 
It is, yeah. It's got that kind of big game kind of feel. You know, uh, it's a great opportunity to take some points off, you know, one of the, the leading sides last year and a side who I guess, although I've got them outside the playoffs, you would probably imagine will be up there towards the end of the year. It's a good time that their confidence can't be. I, I noticed Joe last night on the live show, he said, will they, you know, maybe sit back a little bit given the point for them at Portman Road at this stage, given the first two games they've had, is probably a really, really good result, isn't it? Let's be honest. So that might maybe, and then you, you, you factor in the injury they've got maybe they won't look to go all kind of all guns blazing for the win but it it feels like a big opportunity for us now i mean if we can go out there and win and we're on seven points from three league games suddenly tuesday night is banished <clears throat> and we've you know we've played two of the the kind of bigger boys in the league in bolton and and uh, mk and then we go into games against burton and shrewsbury which again should be you know hopefully games we can pick up some serious points and all of a sudden you've had a blinding august and you're off to an absolute flyer aren't you yeah, exactly right in theory. But it's Ipswich, so I'm sure things will change. We'll probably, yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll beat them three 0 then lose to Burton on Tuesday night. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Thoughts on how we approach this one? I think we're we're still unsure about Dom Ball, who was well, he's he, still yeah, I mean, the goalpost every move every kind of week, don't they? On his his return, yeah, is he, but is he back on the grass? Was it Lambert? Was it that? Oh, he's back on the grass. Well, like, using, I need to get. Week to, you're like the, the new David Diamond. You've got your bodies thing and you've got on the grass. <laughs> Keep, if you mentioned, let us know in the comments or at, at Blue Monday ITFC. Um, uh, yeah, Blue Monday ITFC. Seb sayings. That's what I, we need a new feature. I need like a, a bingo card every time you say them. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, if Ball were to come in, he'd come in on the bench at, at best. You know, I'm assuming he won't feature at all against them. And I guess we simply, we revert to Wolfenden coming. It's the Forest Green Rover side, but with Wolfenden in for Burgess, surely, isn't it? You know, Walton, Danassian, Wolfenden, Edmondson at the back, Burns and uh, Davis as the wing backs, Evans and Morsey in central midfield, because that's working really, really well so far this season, isn't it? And then, I mean, do you... Do, obviously, it'll be Ladapo leading the line. Do you maybe give a Luco a game? Did I guess nobody? At, you were at Colu. I guess nobody staked a claim to. I'd not start be a game. No one justified a selection no. who isn't already in the starting eleven okay, for, yeah. in the league for me, and so that includes harness. a Luco. I, okay. I need to be really careful because for very good reasons, lots of people really like Shawnee Luco. I, I'm still a little bit. Well, his numbers let him down, don't they? The lack of goal yeah. contributions. His numbers and let him down, don't they? His numbers should be better for the quality of player exactly that he is. Right. And, yeah, I, and, what... I, and I think that's a factor, as well as him starting on Tuesday, why he won't start. Okay. I don't think John Jules or Jackson made a stake to claim either for the front one, you know, the lone striker role, or one of those two number 10 positions that we have. I think that'll be Harness and Chaplin. Yeah, and, and I think that's... Yeah, again, and probably from the, you know, the, the fallout from midweek, that's the biggest concern. Really, is you know, I was I was listening, to, I forget who it was today, um, was talking about it was a Sky coverage, I think, for one of the cup games last night, maybe the Sheffield Wednesday or something game, saying if you're a reserve player and you get an opportunity in the cups, you're kind of gagging for it, and you know, want to go all guns blazing to show the manager that you deserve to be in the team, and realistically. You know, Cameron Humphreys was probably the only one for me who stayed to claim and literally missed some chances. So I Edwards seemed to do okay based on what Edwards I read on okay, Twitter. Actually, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So I guess he's one of the options at 60 minutes. You know, the finishers, as Joe refers to them, as if it's, if it's yeah. not working out, then suddenly, you know, you've got John Jules, Aluko, Jackson and Edwards are your options off the bench to really look to change things around. Exactly right. And you mentioned Lewington. Yeah, exploit that, yeah. Against it, Pace. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, his age might be a... You know, we all we all slow down, don't we, when we get to that age? So um, who knows? But I, I'd expect 
and, I, and and we don't really know the extent of Davis's injury either. McKenna seemed to play it down, so we'll assume that he's fit. So I would be keeping it. And Keo is, is is Keo's good to go from the sounds of it, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think he's fit yeah. training and fit. So, but I assume Burgess will bench. be Burgess or Vincent Young will be the options on the bench, I guess. And Keo might make his debut in the when's the it must be the first round of the Pizza Cup. Must be it's Northampton, isn't it? A couple yeah, of weeks, a couple of weeks, weeks time. Maybe he'll pencil that in for his first kind of start, and I guess he might come onto the bench in the next couple of weeks if if needed here and there. Mm. And Move a big crowd as well, isn't it? 20, 22,000 yeah. seats sold so far. We're both going. Um, we're going posh, aren't we? We're going corporate, which I've never done before at Portman. Have you ever done it before at Portman Road? Yes. I've Have you? It. Yeah. Okay. So I've been a guest cool. of Joe, actually, once, which is lovely. Okay. So if, we, no, a... if we're going to out ourselves as going in the posh seats. Oh, sorry. I didn't, so, know, it was a, I didn't know it was well, a Well, no, I'm down with the people, mate. I'm north down lower, you know, but okay. that's fine. I'm, I'm the cobble block, so I'm very much the... Yeah, uh, you're near block D, aren't you? So, the yeah. older brigade. So, Try yeah, big crowd, 22,000. Yeah. So hopefully that'll get topped up in the next couple of games. Hopefully it'll be a, a raucous atmosphere, and I'm looking forward to it. It's my first game since uh, Portman Road since Plymouth at the end of March. So Which we won. And we so did, 1-0. Yeah, we kept the dream alive. Way. So fingers crossed. I guess we'll do predictions in a minute. But uh, but yeah, here's to a, a good afternoon. And hopefully, you know, God, if we're on seven points after three games, then happy days. That's what you want, isn't it? Well, let's do predictions right now, shall we? And this is where I get our weekly Abuse. show where I get accused of cheating, even though my working is shown a week in advance. Let's have a look at the scores, shall we, from last week. You can see that whilst Seb, as the contributor, managed to successfully get the right, the bigger number of outcomes, um, the points are getting the correct results. And Ipswich Brilliant. versus Fleetwood slash Forest Green Rovers has done me proud. And, and an improvement from our Telegram group as well. Crowdsourcing the outcomes there, they improved their 33% strike rate on the greens to 50 percent but yes yeah, Seb, you are i can give you the there's the league table for you so only one point in it and because i got abusive of doing a cumulative point situation i've now got points where i'm winning 16 to 9 and rounds or right, holes okay. where right. i'm running two to nil okay. so is there anything else that i can do to give you more assurance that i'm not cheating I'm sure you'll find ways to amend this as the as the season goes on. Brilliant. But no, now you've brought in the the weekly rounds. I'm I'm quite happy with that. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So, and there's plenty of weeks still to go. We could. <laughs> do we need to decide whether we let this run for the entire season or have a mini season break and have two mini seasons? Is do I want to float that out there now in case I introduce that and get in, t- in trouble? Why don't you make a list of all the dodgy things you might do, and we'll refer to it okay. throughout the uh, throughout the year. We will get a wild card, and it doubles our points for a week. Only, <laughs> only, only anyone who gets one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's look ahead. <laughs> We've dealt with our infighting enough. <laughs> Let's look ahead, um, and some yeah, some interesting games again. Uh, let's start at the top, shall we? And an interesting one. We both gone for a one-all draw. Bristol Rovers v Oxford. It feels like there will be goals in that game. But interesting that we've gone with the draw. I wonder whether Bristol Rovers might be the favourites in that one. Maybe, potentially. Yeah, they had a, a decent win. Was it Port Vale last week or Extra? I can't remember who it was. They beat Burton 4-0. Yeah, 
Sorry, yeah, first week of the season was the um uh the, well they lost to Forest Green, wasn't it? In the, Admittedly, in the last with, minute or whatever, yeah. You know, the... extenuating circumstances with Burn <clears throat> getting O'Shaughnessy sent off so early. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless um, But yeah, no, they've it started well and like you say that that might be a, a a game for goals and maybe potentially we've we've done ourselves short on that one. But I just think it'll be a draw. I just think um it's it's so early. Teams are still feeling each other out so much, aren't they? So I've gone for a draw in that one, which I think is probably the safe the safe bet, to be honest. Head your bets and I feel yeah. Exactly the same, and so does the Telegram group. Accrington Burton, yeah, I think this is more Burton of a statement the... about Burton than it is yeah, about Accrington. they are just the whipping boys, aren't they? 4-0 defeat last week. There seems to be very little positivity about them. Accrington did okay last week. They beat, was it Shrewsbury 2-0, 2-1? I can't remember what the exact score was. I've got it in front of me somewhere. Um, so they uh, 1-0 away to Shrewsbury. Um, so they're up and running for the season. And yeah, Burton just seemed to be the, the early season whipping boys. And yeah, I guess Hasselbank maybe might be under a bit of pressure there pretty soon. Albeit yeah, with, with his one arm tied behind his back in terms of the you know what they can and can't do. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. A long coming switch next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cambridge Exeter. Yeah, you're you've gone for a I've gone for a Cambridge uh, win. Home came home win there. Exeter though, didn't they not beat Cheltenham seven nil in the League Cup midweek? I don't look at the League Cup to be honest with you. Oh, it doesn't doesn't count. I'm pretty certain. The league, checking... is, the league is the real quiz, isn't it? No, I mean, the they lost 1-0 quiz. to Oxford last weekend. Um, yeah, Exeter beat they... Cheltenham 7-0 away. No okay. red cards in that game either. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, they, they, they lost last weekend, obviously, Cambridge. But they had that great win first weekend of the season. So I, I just think they'll that they'll win that one personally. Okay. Yeah, I've, I kind of wanted to go with Exeter there, but I've gone for Cambridge's home advantage. Yeah, home, home we, will come into play. We're unanimous on Portsmouth v Cheltenham, though. Um, I would have thought so. Yeah, I'd, I'd... yeah. A couple of draws so far for Pompey, though. Um, but but the firepower they've got the is goals, Colby Bishop. It? Yeah, Piggott score. I haven't seen the goal, but I know Piggott scored the other night. Colby oh, Bishop, Scarlet, Scarlet's there. You know, I, I, I think they're always going to have goals in them, and I think they'll, they'll, they'll win that one quite comfortably. Yeah, and so does seventy percent of our Telegram group who were polled. We've gone for draws. Derby Barnsley. I guess that is similar to your thinking on early season hedging your bets. We've got Derby of one one. Lost one, yeah, and I think Barnsley are similar, are they not? Do they Barnsley not are not up and running yet. And yeah, they're not up and week? running. They're not up and running it really either. Are they? Certainly, Mister Norwood. They didn't they last week? Yeah, obviously, Mister Norwood. His, his, his Portman Road return is closing. I know he started, didn't he, last weekend? So I guess he's getting that fitness in the in the tank. So hopefully, yeah, he won't suddenly hit a, a hot streak before he comes back to us in two weeks' time. But I think a draw there is the the logical option, isn't it? You know, two sides were kind of finding their feet at this level. Derby have got all those new signings of Dad's Army and the kids. And obviously Barnsley looking to rebuild after a pretty horrific season last year. So a point and a piece there. And they probably both go away quite happy on Saturday, I would think. Blue tinted spectacles are out again. They were last I week. I was torn, we're both I'll be torn aren't we? Yeah. I was, yeah. My, my heart obviously will always say an Ipswich win. So I've gone for the one nil. My head thinks one one. I just think maybe we might cancel each other out. Two similar kind of style of plays. And MK might not be overly adventurous given their start to the season, but I'll I'll be positive and stick with my prediction of a one nil win. Uh, Freddie Ladapo to score and get up and running for the season. There you go. I would I w- was I did have when I entered my predictions this morning, having read all of yours. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I had did have nil nil because I th- I, th- I think it's two teams who overplay. Yeah, haven't really figured out how to score crap goals that win you matches, which is what we kind of needed to do in the in the League Cup. And so I kind of saw both of those teams huffing and puffing a little bit. Then I realised, and we, we chatted and did our research, MK's injury situation there. Plus, I think getting Morsey back into the team, I think, might just give us a bit of a kick up the arse and 
Um, Those kind of performances I, yeah. will not happen when Sam Moore's is exactly in Exactly right. Who said that? <laughs> I can't do the no voice. I can't do the voice like you can. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. They drew two all, by the way. Um, first game of the season, Chesterfield. For those of you who are still fixated with Paul Cook, moving on. Lincoln Forest Green. You uh, you saw Forest Green firsthand, but you don't fancy yeah. them at Lincoln. No, I think Lincoln will win that one. I mean, Lincoln were lucky last week against Portsmouth. They kind of held on a little bit there. Have you seen Teddy Bishop's goal, by the way, for no. Lincoln? Lovely Tell goal. I think. Yeah, really, it picks up the ball, just runs at them, runs, 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 and, and slots it home really nicely. It must have been, it can't be last week, it must be the opening weekend of the season, I guess. But no, a, a lovely goal. But I just think lovely they'll goal. win that one. I mean, yeah, lovely goal. I just think they'll win that one. I mean, Forest Green kind of against us. They, you know, they they, they play nice football, um, but but they're going to have to, they're going to have to, pick up, I think, most of their points at home at the new lawn and kind of make it one of those kind of horrible places that people don't like going to, both fans and players. So I think I think Lincoln will win that one and get their season up and running. I think Forest Green will take confidence from nearly getting a point against us. Um, so I think they will I think they will give them yeah, and don't forget they won a Bristol Bristol Rovers on the opening day. I think I think Forest Green have got enough to get a point there, so that's what I'm going for. And we are all oh, we are dis- disagreeing on Morecambe the Fleetwood, this could be the Cole Stockton derby, couldn't it? If transfer <laughs> rumours are to be believed, I'm backing Fleetwood and you're backing Morecambe. I am, and... yeah. I mean, well, Fleetwood lost the goal machine of Ellis Harrison today as well, or yesterday, today, or whichever day, I can't remember what day it is. So that massively goes against them. No, I just, yeah, I've just got a feeling that they're, they're going to be a really inconsistent side this year, I think, Fleetwood. I think they're going to have some, some like last weekend, they beat, was it 88th minute, they beat, uh, Plymouth. Plymouth, yeah, um, but I think they might struggle against uh, Morecambe. Morecambe is kind of one of those horrible places to go as well. So I think Morecambe will win that one personally. In the pitch, it's not as bad as it was last season. It won't be that bad this year. No, it'll be, yeah. it will get awful in November, December time. Won't it? Hopefully, they're watering it in this heat. Um, yeah. But worth saying that the Telegram group marginally agree with me with an away win there for Fleetwood. So we shall see. And we're we're predicting goals. Goals, yeah. With Plymouth, um, yeah. Peterborough, you're going for a draw, which I can kind of understand. But I just think. I quite like the symmetry of Peterborough scoring three goals for yet every game. Week. Yeah, every, every game was it three nil? Possible, three, isn't it? Yeah, two nil down, three two on the first day, three nil last week against Morecambe. They're just a side that's got quality and goals in them, but it should be a really entertaining game as well, shouldn't it? You know, two really good footballing sides. That should be the the cracker of the day, and I think a draw would be would be kind of fair there. You know, a high scoring draw. I've gone for a two two. What what did you go for? Three two. I went for a three two. To, Plymouth, uh, to, P- to Peterborough. Peterborough, yeah. Okay. I just think maybe a bit of confidence shot from the defeat last week for Plymouth. Maybe, that's, potentially. That's, that's the factor yeah. I'm thinking there and just the strength of Peterborough and to, yeah. talking of an away team with some strength. Um, Port Vale have kind of been up and down so far, but we're both predicting Bolton to have a clear margin and to not concede. Yeah, well, they got they've kind battered. of came into their own in they last week against Wickham. Yeah, and Port Vale got battered last week. Was it four 0 Wasn't it? So you know they're going into the game on on really low kind of confidence after Exeter battered them, and and Bolton just looked such a such a strong side, don't they? You know they <clears throat> Wickham did really well on the opening day of the season, but then Bolton kind of swept them aside last week. So I, I can't see past Bolton for that one. Did I go three 0 You went two 0 Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we're both predicting heavy heavy away wins there. And so it's Telegram ninety six percent. Yeah, predicting that one. Sheffield Wednesday chart, we're both going for a two goal margin, but you are you are having Charlton to score a goal, presumably because you don't trust Sheffield Wednesday's defence. Yeah, um exactly that really. You know, they, they, I, I on the one to twenty four with Gab, I said I thought Sheffield Wednesday might kind of struggle and more might be under a little bit of pressure, but you know, they've they've done okay. Beat MK away, obviously drew three all with with Pompey uh, in the Sunderland opening game last of the night. season. Yeah, well, yeah. Wednesday so night. they have started well and yeah, I I'd see them by a couple of goals in that one quite comfortably, to be honest. And finishing things off, 
um, <laughs> we're pretty comfortable with Wickham v Shrewsbury 2 0 yeah, season. Like a nice they've easy signed, scoreline, isn't it? Have you seen they've signed Alfie Morrison? Alfie today Morrison, as well. yeah. X 15 million quid. He was there before, wasn't he? But X 15 million quid uh, Fulham uh, centre back. So, yeah, good signing. It replaced Anthony Stewart, I guess, one of the guys that went up to up to Scotland. So, that's a, that's a good bit of business as well. And, yeah, I think they'll win that one quite comfortably. And hopefully that'll, yeah. you know, destroy a bit of Shrewsbury's confidence for, for us next weekend. Oh, yeah, we're making the trip, aren't we? And worth saying, Shrewsbury, I, I thought we were quite positive on them. Obviously, they've got just a single point so far. Um, but maybe It's a big week for us. I mean, if we can beat yeah. MK, obviously, we don't know what the results will be on the on the weekend. But then going into Burton and Shrewsbury, you know, one of these big three-game weeks, could we be looking at that don't one? Say that one oh, yeah. Well, one game at a time. Let's get, let's get Saturday out of the way, and then we'll see what... Burton and Shrewsbury can produce Let's two away games and two just... tough away games, but it's a real opportunity now for us to get some some points on the board. Opportunity is the word of the day. Opportunity. So there you go. Stick those back up on the screen for you. Bristol Rovers, Oxford going for a draw. Accrington getting getting the win. We're marginal on Cambridge, the Exeter, Pompey at Chelton, and we're pretty comfortable out with Derby Barnsley cancelling each other out. Blue tinted spectacles, Ipswich versus MK Dons. They probably could. Uh, towards the draw of there if we were pushed for going head uh, be, over heart. Be positive. Be positive. Lincoln, Forest Green probably cancelling each other out as well. Some of these are marginal, aren't they? Um, Plymouth, Peter was probably the game of the weekend. Again, that could go either way, really, couldn't it? Bolton, Sheffield Wednesday, Wickham rounding us out with pretty confident predictions there. So we shall wait and see. We'll come back next week and figure out how I can cheat my way into a third victory in a row. Um, thank you for watching. Don't forget to get your predictions. If you're watching this on YouTube, your predictions in below. Let us know where we've gone wrong um, and where you think um, there might be some margin there for different views. We're always interested to hear from you. So do let us know. Um, and we'll be back next week. So that is everything, I think, Seb, before we round things out. We'll do some housekeeping bits and pieces worth always mentioning given it's a home game particularly um our friends at the greyhound excellent place to go for your pre-match pint and yep. some lovely food and potentially an ipswich town legend standing next to an ipswich town legend reading the the um teams out dave diamond might be in attendance with his mate russell osmond on saturday to read the teams out for you so do head down there get there plenty it was very busy from a, about eleven thirty. so if you want a seat if you're one of those booths then get down there early um we talk about the telegram group a lot i'm sure some of you are a little bit bored about that so we won't go too hard on that but we are enjoying the conversation there it does add another dimension to the match they experience certainly and we found it's a little bit more rational haven't we said hmm. particularly given the transfer window is open if, if you're like me you're a bit of a transfer window grinch there is Far less nonsense on the Telegram group, isn't there, Seb? Yeah, and it's really nice if you, like I said, I didn't follow the Cole U game, but I can go on the Telegram match day chat and even the ITFC chat group that continues the next day. And it's just so nice getting everyone's opinions and reasoning debate, and it's all respectful, and everyone, you know, is contributing without the, you know, oh, Ipswich Town are. And we should get rid of this player, like you get on Twitter, you know, and the and the and the, and the, and the meltdown on the message board. So I know we bang on about it. I won't go on about it, but it's a brilliant little community. Come and join us. The Master Group is superb. And if you want reasoned, respectful Ipswich Town chat and debate, it's the place for you. Exactly right. And we need to say thank you. We need to pay tribute to everyone who's a subscriber there for um for making that 
the case. Cause oh, yeah, there's an app without we, them. Yeah, they're, yeah they're the we guys haven't got that... a clue what it was going to be like when we started yep. it, and we've been all pleasantly surprised, and we hope that yep. all of you are too. If you are in the market for some Blue Monday merch, we've been pushing um, water bottles and cups and all that kind of fun stuff because we all should be staying very hydrated in this weather. Then do head over to bluemondayitfc.co.uk. There's a link there to our merch store every every item sold a little bit of money comes back to us um and probably in the next couple maybe next week we'll have another promo we had 15 percent off so maybe if you wait until the kind of middle to next week we might announce another promo code to use in that store and then as soon as bits, the weather turns we're all going to jump on the hoodies because the hoodies look great yeah hoodies do look good don't they They look really good we'll be doing that um in terms of the bits of um content from us Midweek show craig dave and joe still available listen to that again for a bit more insight and information on I was going to say on the Cole Yee game, but people might want to be, let's move on, move on, stop living in the past. Uh, or Richard Keogh, that was another ang- angle of conversation, yeah. I think, on Wednesday. Um, so that's available on video and podcast. Flagship show back on Sunday, live at 8pm with Ben, Dave and me. So um, that should be fun. Good to get Ben involved as well. Busy guy, jet-setting around, well, isn't jet-setting around the country, not really, in his car. Um, going to all the big and wonderful games in the championship so it'll be great to have ben with us and this usual sage wisdom of david diamond and me tagging along being third wheel so that's all the business going on at blue monday um head to our blue monday website for all the details or links for all the cool stuff you need if you want to submit us a review as well we'd appreciate that on your podcast app of choice and if you want to support the channel as well blue monday said that really quick didn't i there's links to make donations you can also do it via youtube every video has a thanks button which is a way to provide us a financial donation if you don't want any merchandise or a telegram group <sighs> breathe. breathe there you go i've done all of that in whistle stop fashion apart from to say thank you to seb as always for your insights your hard work on the research and i will hand over to you to finish things off Big crowd, big game, big three points. Let's get it in the bag. Get the season up and running to a flyer. Come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.